スロットドーンシュワッツアップエブリバディフライデー This is Saturn Dave Welcome to Shiro Show Pat's not with me、uh, this week、uh, He's at a con Yeah, I guess he's at Comic Con in,、uh, in Phoenix Uh, lucky Pat. And、uh, so you've got me. <laughs> And、uh, we got a lot of news to cover this week. So I think Anthony's with me in the chat, right? Knight?、Oh, I'm here. You're there. How are you doing? Since I, I usually get、uh, to ask Anthony how he's doing, I'll just ask you. <laughs> Wait, what? Anyway, I'm fine. Wait, what did I say? Did I, did I switch your names around? I usually ask Pat how he's doing. <laughs> did, so you got,、uh, well, okay, we'll, we'll talk about the, I, I was going to ask you about the, the、uh, Netlink stuff, but we'll talk about that when we get to there,、uh, when we get to that point. But anyway,、uh, hope everybody's doing well this week.、Um, it's, been, it's been another very、uh, tiring week of lots of work and chores and stuff for me. Not a whole lot of gaming, but I do.、Um, I've been every week, I've been making progress on my game setup, and I think it's now in a place where I'm pr- pretty much happy with everything. Everything's working and firing on all cylinders, and, uh, and uh, I, I can pretty much stream every console if I want to.、Uh, I, there are a couple where I kind of have to move some things around or you know, plug in and unplug some things, but for the most part, it's all plug and play now, so that's real, that's real nice. And...、Uh, Aside from that,、uh, yeah, just、uh, really looking forward to some of the things that have come up on, on the news over this past week, which we got a lot to talk about. So,、uh, you got any updates you want to share? Knight? Oh,、uh, I mowed my lawn.、That's、you a- mowed your lawn? Hey, that's a victory that's a right、note. there. <laughs> you haven't made any progress on any Saturn related projects? No, I won't be touching Saturn stuff for a little bit still. I got、gotcha. you. I have to get my entire house in order. Gotta get, that, gotta get that shit in order. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. Well, cool.、Um, yeah, I guess without, without further ado,、uh, we'll just have this be a newscast and we'll get right into it since we do have actually quite a bit of stuff to cover.、Um, so I'll bring up the browser here and we'll scroll down. To, let's see here. We've got.、Uh, we started off the week with an article from Dan Thrax. Shouts, Dan.、Uh, thanks for your contributions to the site. And he reported on the first update coming early to PS4, to the PS4 version of Galactic Attack layer section. This,、uh, let's see here. I have not read through this.、Uh, so, according to the official website, the new,、uh, new update. Adds following adjustments,、uh, including modified button configuration function, super rapid shot 30, 30 shot, can now be assigned separately from the normal shot of 15 shots.、Uh, in addition, shortcut commands such as laser 10S, I don't know, I don't know what that is, 10 shots maybe? Okay, such as laser 10 shots, rewind, quick save, can be freely assigned to buttons. Um, I do not have this version of the game yet. I don't have the Switch version or any of them. So,、um, But for those of you who have it, you'll know what, what,、uh, what this is talking about. You can now use Super Rapid Shot or 30 Shot in the online ranking mode. Support has been added for both 90 degree and 270 degree 
screen rotation functions. When rotating the screen, uh, set it to arcade. You can change, uh, let's see, the screen rotation direction can be changed by switching screen flip in screen settings. Okay. Added the ability to swap playing sides. Now you can start on the second player side when there's only, when there's only one player. Uh, this can be set up by toggling player under extra option. Let's see here. Adjusted the appearance of some wallpapers. Let's see. Boundary between the main game screen and wallpaper. Background outside the game has been made clearer. Reduce darkening of the game screen when the menu is open to make scanline settings more visible. Okay. Um, aside from the early release, none of these features were a surprise. They were announced when the game was launched. Uh, game still costs 30 bucks on all platforms. And uh, he did uh, do kind of a little write-up on like the original game and stuff. So, um, yeah, if you guys are still interested, uh, City Connection... They're putting out these, uh, essentially, it's it's running on an emulator. I think it was called Zebra SSF or something like that. Um, <coughs> sorry. But essentially, yeah, so it's it's essentially emulated. Uh, and, and I guess they got to deal with Taito, you know, so it seems like they're putting out uh, some Taito games on this emulator multi-platform. So another way to support the developers and... Uh, and uh, play some, you know, Saturn on different, uh, different platforms, if you're interested. Uh, apparently, this release is th this update is only for the PS4 version so far, but I can imagine that these things will come roll out across platforms soon. Moving right along, uh, let's see here. So I've been really excited about this one, and I want to talk to uh, Knight about it. Is um, Joe, second RPG fan, or Udenord, or he goes by a few different names. We had him on the Shiro podcast back on like episode five, I think, of our act, our entire podcast, like way back in, I don't know, 2017 or whatever, um, talking about getting the Saturn online. And uh, I, I, I honestly can't thank this guy enough for what he does for the community. I mean, I know he's a huge Saturn fan too, so he's doing it for himself <laughs> as well, selfish reasons. But, but honestly, like, it, 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 I am just about as excited as he is to see that this is working. Essentially, for the, for the past several years, we've been getting Saturn on quote unquote online, or you know, basically doing direct dial head to head matchups over a VoIP adapter, you know? And it's been a bit crude and clunky in terms of uh, what it's capable of and just the whole setup in general, you know? Um, and when we were writing, I, I want to say, like, a couple years ago, one or two years ago, when we were writing the guide and I was helping, like, put together the PDF guide, they were talking about, oh, there's this one guy we know who's, like, working on a tunneling solution. Wouldn't that be great? You know, that'll be great when that happens, you know? Um, fast forward a couple years and... and um, Sega RPG fan just ends up doing it himself <laughs> you know I guess I guess it wasn't coming together and and he he just uh went ahead and and programmed this in Python uh programmed a a tunneler that basically takes all the data um from the netlink modem and just uh so the netlink modem uh basically sends out uh it sends out or sorry, like modulated data to a voice-capable USB modem, 
essentially. I'll show you a picture of it right here. So what you do is you basically get like one of these zoom modems or um, I don't know, they're, a lot of them are, are labeled Dell or Lenovo. They're like rebadged, but it's the, it's the same modem that they use, same USB voice-capable modem that they use for the DreamPie setup. The whole idea here is, uh, is to make a, a tunneling solution that owners of the DreamPie will be able to use. Those who have already uh, invested in DreamPie will just be able to use DreamPie for this. But at, at present, it also works on a PC. Basically using Python and this tunneling script that, that Joe uh, wrote. Essentially, um, you're able to go from your router into a PC running Windows or Linux uh, with an installation of Python 2.7 or eventually a DreamPy um, running running specific software. And, uh, and then that goes out to the USB voice-capable modem and then uh, that you, you would either you would apply a, a line voltage inducer or you can get one of those modified modems. I believe there's a modified night. Do you know, or is there like a modified modem out there that actually provides the line voltage or do you actually have to do that after the fact? Well, according to uh, what Sega RPG was saying, there's that one guy who okay. he essentially mods it for you. And what he does okay. is he gives you a discount if you ship him. Right. One that's not modded, and then he just keeps recycling them. Right. So, there's a couple ways you can go about doing this. Um, you can get yourself a coupler like this. I'm showing it on camera. It's just a RJ11 coupler, and you could splice, oh, crack it open, and put in the resistor and a nine volt battery uh, thing, and then close it back. You know, glue it back together, and you would have a pretty nice and neat little line voltage inducer or i i went i did go ahead and test uh using uh for all of us that went ahead and uh i'm sorry I'm, my, I'm i'm so scatterbrained right now today for some reason so i'm like all over the place but essentially for those of us who have been using the voip method over the past few years or those that just bought a voip adapter and they're like oh crap now what do i do because now there's this new method um, you can literally use that VoIP, that cheap VoIP adapter. I got mine for like 10 bucks. You can use that SPA as a line voltage inducer. It works perfectly fine. I just tried it. Um, essentially, let me just see what I got here. Okay, so essentially, you just get one of these right here. This is a, a little two-way splitter, and you just plug this into the zoom modem right there or the the voice capable modem you'd plug this into the modem and then you plug one end into your your voip adapter and it cannot be hooked up to your network it can't be hooked up to your router um as long as it's not hooked up to your router it's just going to put out the line voltage uh, and then the other side goes into your saturn's uh into your saturn's netlink modem and you go ahead and um get uh you go ahead and get this python script running on your pc or like i said in the future you'll be running it on DreamPy, and it automatically it actually shows you the readout it like shows you that it's listening for uh for the call and that it hears and picks up the call and um i will show you guys um dan let's see dan retrospectors did this amazing little uh video capture showing us the performance of Bomberman. And you can see right here that um, it is just night and day better 
there's like hardly any lag at all. There's a tiny little bit. Every once in a while, there's a tiny little bit of lag, which um, Joe actually was saying might be remedied just by adding a buffer in or, um, you know, mess being, you know, figuring out a way to mess with the jitter settings because I don't think that he's even done that yet. So this is in a very early stage. And, um, you know, uh, hopefully with further iteration and optimization, um, we can reach an even better level of performance. I think right now the script is on v, uh, version 2, and he's already working on version 3. So, you know, and, and this is all really impressive to me because Joe's not even like, like, a, he doesn't do Python for like his day job or anything like that. You know, he's just like, knows about he knows about some coding and everything like that picked up python because that's the script that DreamPy uses and went ahead and wrote this so i think that that's really impressive um do you do you code in python at all knight oh i try avoiding python like the plague man is, is I, that right i can't stand python yeah you can't stand uh, it why you don't like readable code <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely not readable i mean it's semi-readable but the biggest gripe i have with uh, python is sure. it doesn't dif differentiate between tab and space right so if you're if you're yeah. writing code in notepad like i do a lot right you got things tab and space and your compiler will yell at you but not tell you hey you got a tab here right so it takes yeah. forever to what is it like is it like uh you can substitute what is it five space five spaces for a tab or three sp i forget what it is I mean that all depends on it shouldn't allow i know what you mean though it shouldn't it, it should uh so those yeah th there are things like that that uh, i think the code is readable though I, that's the thing i think i definitely think the code is readable and it's an use it's a it's a learning friendly language um i've been able to write some stuff in it uh but uh, but again like i understand what you mean it's not as strict as stuff like c you know it's just very strict Ruby Ruby is uh, is good for this kind of stuff too, but uh, just scripting stuff really quickly. Um, but anyway, this is amazing right here. I'm showing you guys performance of uh, Virtual Fighter Remix, um, and oh, you know what? I gotta get the uh, I gotta get the chat up here so I can see what you guys are saying. Um, so anyway, uh, Virtual Fighter Remix, you can see it here running, um, and this is uh, Dan and Joe going head to head in Virtual Fighter. I mean. We're talking about a, a fighting game that is like it requires really really quick button presses and stuff so the fact that they're even getting this level of performance is incredible this is not how it played uh over voip at all <laughs> so uh so yeah there's there are like there's every once in a while there's like this a slight hang just when it's like waiting um because there's no buffering i guess uh, implemented right now but Essentially, it still works like almost flawlessly. So it's really, really exciting. I would love to see. And now let's see here. What are the, what, how far apart are they? I want to say, uh, Joe's somewhere in the Midwest and, uh, Dan, I'm not sure where he is. Yeah, I, mean, I thought he was, uh, like mid aerial. So yeah, I mean, they're states away. Though. Time. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're, states away. they're states away. So I mean, this, this could be you could have like a canada to mexico kind of thing going on here yeah you and i gotta try this again and i definitely i uh, yeah i definitely want to try it i've got i'm all set up i'm ready to go i'm set up and ready to go i just want to figure um i figure the dialing is probably similar anyway um 
Yeah, so it's funny, Joe. Uh, he was saying in the chat, he's like, I'm giddy with excitement, you know, <laughs> like that this is working because I don't know, maybe he didn't, maybe he was kind of, you know, had limited expectations of how well it would work. But um, mm -hmm. immediately it seemed like, wow, this is just completely renders the VoIP, uh, uh, it, it renders oh, the, yeah. the VoIP completely obsolete because nobody's got time for that now. Uh, but just, just want you guys to know, I mean, like seriously, if you spent, if you spent like 15 bucks on one of those VoIP adapters, seriously, it's not a big deal. It works great as a line voltage inducer. Now you don't have to make one. So there you go. You're work, you, you, you haven't wasted your money completely um, because that's how I'm going to use it. I, I was like, okay, if this, if this works well, I'm just not even going to bother buying or making a line voltage inducer. Um, and it does, it works great. So get your, get yourself, uh, get yourself one of those little two way splitters and you are good to go. Um, mm. Let's see if we have any comments. Do we have any comments or questions about, uh, let's see. So Golden Age Nerd asks, you don't need a netlink? Yes, you do need a netlink. <laughs> you need the modem. You need the modem to get, uh, and now that, that goes for Dreamcast too. You, you need a, a Dreamcast modem inserted, you know, to get the Dreamcast online, and you need a modem inserted in your Saturn to get that online. Um, but what now, you... this is a, this is one thing I wasn't sure of. Did okay. he repatch his games, or are we still using? We're still the using. Ones that are on the site? We're still using the ones on the site, to to my knowledge. Right. I think what he has done though is he's, um, I believe, ninety nine percent sure that he's done everything in the back end of the script uh, engine, so that we can go in to the game and just dial the IP address. You know, I think is the idea. You right. dial the IP address just like you would be, just like you did before. Except now you don't have to mess around with DMZing your your VoIP adapter and all that crap. You know, you don't have to mess around because you're basically just forwarding the traffic through this little modem here. Um, I would show right. it to you. I'm I'm I have it right here, but it's plugged into my computer. I don't want to yank it out while I'm running the show because I don't know what that would do to my computer. But, <laughs> but yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows with OBS and everything. But it basically looks just like the one that I'm showing you on screen. I've got that plugged into my P in my laptop uh, via USB, and that is is how essentially the Netlink is talking to that modem. All the traffic is being routed uh, out over the internet, and it's orders of magnitude faster than the several times of modulation and demodulation and and compression that was going on with the VoIP adapter, trying to like emulate a phone line. So, um, yeah, this is this is much better. Oh, and he also tried it out with uh, Yabaus, and of course, like some modifications need to be made. Um, but it seems feasible that it's going to work. You know, uh, he just, that's not the top priority, but I imagine that he'll also work on that too. So that this will be like an all in one package. I definitely, I definitely think that this is it then this is, uh, basically the way forward, uh, for folks getting, uh, getting their Saturns online. And honestly, it makes the most sense because even in the, even in the Netlink over VoIP guide, we basically say you need one of these you need one of these splitters anyway because you need to split out one way to the the you would you would split out one way to the dream pie to be able to surf the net using the planet web browser and then you'd need to split out one way to the 
to the VoIP adapter to be able to do direct dial head to head, right? So it never really made sense. You, you had all of this, you had all this garbage just to be able to play games and browse the net. Now you're just basically able to do everything with a PC or a Dream Pie. So it's, it's perfect. All right, so Sega RPG explained this better. Yeah. He says the patch games were made VoIP and Future Tunneler compatible already. Uh, so that they're just sitting there waiting. So for nice. us to play, it has to be the patch version. It's, yes. It can't be the straight-up disc. Okay, so then no, like, whereas we were able to play before using, uh, we were able to play before using, like, one one side would be, like, Sega Rally US version. Mm -hmm. And then the other side could be like any version, like the ton, uh, the patched version or whatever. Now it has to be patched images across the board, is what right. you're saying. That's, okay, all right. That's what it looks well, like. That, that, that's good to know. And I actually have, uh, I think you and I went ahead and got all of that set up before. So I have like patched versions of the US games, and then I also have retail versions of the US games. But yeah, I guess, uh, so yeah, this is... It, honestly, it, it, the the way this article is, it's really a lot of excitement and anticipation for this stuff. And honestly, it's not. It doesn't read like a detailed tutorial. Um, so I'm definitely gonna. We're definitely gonna put together a guide for sure. And it's gonna be super super simple for folks to understand and get up starting. I was able to get it all set up in like 15 minutes. So um, it's it's really easy. It's a lot easier than it was trying to get your router set up. Uh, and, and messing around on the configuration of the VoIP adapter and all that BS. This is just way easier. So um, folks should, uh, I, I imagine that our numbers are going to grow, like on our Netlink roster. Yeah, I hope so. So uh, tomorrow I should be free. So if anybody wants to try this out, I'll be a game for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down to try tomorrow, probably afternoon-ish. Um, but yeah, when I, I'll, I'll let you know when I have some free time, but definitely I'm looking forward to, to using this and then hopefully, um, how much did you pick up your modem for? Just curious. I paid 15, I think 15 plus shipping. I think we got it from the same place. So it's probably uh, the same exact cost. Seriously. I paid like, um, hold on a second. I don't think we got it from the same place then. Cause mine was like dirt cheap, 1295 free shipping. All right, now you're gonna make me look this up. I'm gonna make you. <laughs> I got no. I'm looking at the listing right now. Twelve ninety five free shipping. It came from like New Jersey or something like that. Yeah, but, mine came from Jersey as well. Okay, so anyway, which is not surprising. Like so much, uh, the Silicon East, you know, <laughs> Virginia, New Jersey, that whole area. Like all of this telecom stuff comes from there. Like the VoIP adapters. Yeah, I, I get so much stuff that has to do with like telecom from uh from that area for some reason. I don't know why. Anyway, um. But yeah, so for fifteen bucks or less, it seems like yeah, you can thirteen bucks, twelve yeah. ninety five, free shipping. You can grab one of those USB modems. You got that? You can either go real cheap and build your own line voltage inducer if you know how to do that. Uh, you need you need like a resistor. You need a nine volt battery. You need some extra like wire and and uh, maybe some heat sh shrink shielding. And a and a soldering iron. Uh, so you you could do that with an online guide. Or just use the SPA VoIP adapter that you already bought as a line voltage inducer, and you guys are good to go. Assuming you have a Netlink modem, of course. Um, that that is kind of a foregone conclusion. I'm sorry, 
that I always fail to mention that, but we're talking about getting Netlink online. <laughs> so I assume you have a Netlink. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, moving right along. Um, let's see here. Months and months ago, I want to say like back at the beginning of, uh, at the beginning of the Shiro show, we reported on a Twitter account by the name of HRD Chan 4078. This was a dude who owns, uh, I don't know, like an electronics repair store in Japan. And he was kind of like teasing, kind of bragging uh, ownership of this unreleased uh, prototype, or I don't know if you consider a, an actual like pre launch game. They're calling it like a pre release. Uh, retail pre-release copy or something but essentially Monica Noshiro or Faradun or uh, Monica's Castle if you will is this unreleased RPG that uh, that was teased on his Twitter account uh, we reached out to him we didn't get a response I don't think there's any interest in actually dumping the image uh, that's what the community is hoping is that you know maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, have a heart and eventually dump dump the image but i don't know that's you know because right now they're sitting on a gold mine right so if they dump the image that obviously lowers the i guess some people could argue that would lower the value i don't think it would lower the value to collectors but essentially it does you know cheapen it because then the game is available to everyone so but essentially they're holding on to they're holding on to the game um but they've loaned it out to somebody a youtube channel by the name of Back Alley Gamers. And the the announcement, the grand announcement, uh, was this trailer basically saying that they're going to be streaming the game online ep in uh, and releasing the content episodically. So they've already started doing that today. Um, just today, actually, before this show, Volume 1 playthrough went up. And I'm showing you on the, for those that are watching, um, here's your dude, Back Alley Gamers, uh, with his, uh, I don't know, he's, he's got some, some kind of uh, 3D mask thing going on here. And uh, yeah, he's streaming, he is streaming the game and showing you exactly like what this game, all the cutscenes, character selection, uh, the battle mechanic, stuff like that. Um, I'm actually, it just went live, so I haven't had a chance to really watch this, but you, I'm definitely going to check this out later um, so we can see what this unreleased game is like and what it's all about. Really, really beautiful artwork. Com completely finished game f from the looks of it. Basically, I'll read to you uh, the, the roughly translated message. Uh, Known as the RPG that never gives up. It was promoted as an RPG that never fails. The game Monica's Castle never ended up being released. Uh, um, even after there was a campaign promotion giveaway of a CD uh, with an image slash song sung by the Splendid Voice Cast as a pre-order bonus. At the time, it was dishonorably called RPG that failed to be released. <laughs> uh, so... Let's see, such a, such a legendary game, Monica's Castle. This time I was able to borrow a pre-release version of the game and I would like to make a plan to play... Oh, and I would like to make a play video of it. Is there an ending at all? I'm not very good at this game, but I'll do my best to make a video. So, that yeah, I I don't know. Like, I guess what it means by is there an ending at all is is the game complete, you know? Can you actually get to an end, get to the end? Is there Are there any credits? Um, so, that the plan is they're going to go ahead and... Uh, 
play through the game and release it episodically. So if folks are interested in this and, and seeing, you know, at least from knowing what it's about, because again, like the only footage that we've had is this promotional VHS trailer of it, um, which basically shows you the map of Faradun. Faradun is actually like the land where the game uh, takes place. And so some promo old promotional posters had the words Faradun on it. So I think that that's like one of those also known as uh, people thought this game was called Faradun, but it's actually Monica's castle. And again, like this trailer doesn't really show you everything. So who, you know, it remains to be seen whether it's a completely finished game, but it looks like it might be beautiful artwork and a lot of time and care went into it. So I really do hope somehow that this image gets out there on the internet. I hope that, uh, I don't know, maybe the person that's, uh, that's playing it, Maybe we can reach out to them on their YouTube channel to see if they'll dump it. Of course, they might get in big trouble if they do that, but anyway, we can hope. So, uh, have you have you uh, have you ever heard of this game before? Aside from uh, aside from Shiro reporting on it, yeah, I heard about it. Uh, a couple people have mentioned it the past, I don't know, two three years. It's yeah. one. It was one of those things that was always rumored. And people talked about it, but nobody had any uh, proof it existed. And then all of a yeah. sudden, somebody, like, everybody's like, oh, here's this video. Yeah. And apparently this guy owns more than one. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he has any, like, specific connections. I think he just basically uh, came into possession of some ex-game developer's stash of stuff, you know? Um, because he has another unreleased game called Rensa. Uh, which was like a high school dating high school dating sim where you've got like a, a jock a track star you got like a track star a basketball player a cheerleader it's like this i don't know some kind of high school dating sim all in japanese of course but another unreleased saturn game they're just sitting on Ooh, i did not mean to do that okay so yeah it's such right. a shame go ahead yeah it is it's it's a shame i, I you know I, I don't really know what to say. Like when that happens, it's like, I can't, I can be bummed. It, it's a bummer, but I mean, I can't really like expect them to, it's their property. They can do whatever they want with it, but it would be the nice thing. It would be the nice thing to do to dump the image, at least for preservation, you know? Um, I don't necessarily think that everyone being able to play it is the same thing as game preservation, but I mean, even if you were to dump it and, and send it to like the game history foundation or something like that that'd be really cool thing is there are the the language barriers and uh the uh cultural barriers between you know western and and japan and so i don't know there's it's just it's not it's not an easy or trivial thing to reach out to these people and say hey will you dump this game you know could be could be viewed as rude you know or uh you know just kind of out of left field but it's one of those things that i think in our <laughs> it's one of those things that in our culture in our western gaming culture it's almost it's almost compulsive compulsory you know you haven't if you have a game image you know it, you owe it to the community and to gaming history at large you know to dump that and make sure that it's available at least for history um but there i guess that you know there are just differences in our culture and the way that we approach things so 
that having been said, uh, next up is another topic related to a fully Japanese game, one that's not easy to play without a guide, I would say, and that's Black Matrix. This is part of Peter's Best of Saturn series where he takes a look at, uh, at all sorts of Saturn games, all sorts of uh, interesting and obscure games on Saturn. I wouldn't always say that they are necessarily the best games on Saturn, but... Um, just a just a good little uh snapshot of like each game just to get the conversation going and this time around we're looking at black matrix by a company called flight plan um and uh published by nec internet nec interchannel which was like their game publishing the game publishing wing of nec black matrix blah, 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 blah. <laughs> black matrix is a story-driven strategy RPG. I don't, I wouldn't say that this is a strategy RPG. I would say it's like a tactics RPG. So whereas like I think Dragon Force is more like a strategy RPG. It's like more macro, and then like um, Tactics Ogre or like Final Fantasy Tactics, where you're like moving within like buildings and you're moving little little squares. You know, that's more like a tactics RPG. Is what I think about this. Yeah, it's kind of hard to dif differentiate between the two because most people consider like Shining Force a strategy RPG, even though it is tactical, as you say. So yeah, yeah, I I can I consider Shining Force to be a tactics RPG. Yeah. Um, except for maybe like when you're moving, maybe maybe Shining Force Three is like a hybrid because when you're moving on the on the larger map, I could see how it's kind of. Uh, Maybe a mix of strategy and, and tactics. But anyway, um, so Story Driven, released in mid-1998. So after the sun had set it in, on Saturn in the West, set in an alternate universe where the forces of hell success, uh, successfully defeated the forces of heaven. Full of Judeo-Christian iconography and themes, the game sees the player control Abel and a selectable, oh, and a selectable companion. Who's actually actually turns out to be your master? Like it's a, you choose like from several different girls, and I guess they are your master, and they like fall in love with you or something, or they profess their love for you, and then they get taken away. Uh, and it's uh, story progresses via SRPG battles. Those are tactics battles depicted in a very dark and sometimes gory pixel graphics. The gameplay is nuanced, and some characters can even experience permadeath. Another Japanese exclusive that simply demands translation. Yeah. I don't know. Uh it, it really it it definitely looks great. Again, just there's so much good pixel art in, in these games. That's the thing that makes me feel like it, it deserves a translation, if anything, is just so that folks can experience a lot of brilliant artwork and understand the context of the story, you know, but, uh, I, I really don't know how good the gameplay is because I haven't actually played this one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so have you played this one at all? Night? Yeah, I played a little bit of it, uh, because I was originally working on a translation for it. Well, yeah. What yeah. Do you think? Something's got leaked out. Ah, <laughs> ah. So, so what do you think about it uh, from a translation perspective? Does this seem like a, does this seem like a really rough one, kind of like uh, Vakenroder, or does it seem easier? To... No, 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 no. It was a lot easier than uh, Vakenroder. I got gotcha. you. 
think i'm pretty sure it's just shift gis and hmm. maybe some address point swaps but i don't remember interesting I, mean, I haven't touched this project in over a year right right well yeah i mean you know it's it's a it's no trivial thing to i mean it's easy for folks to say oh this should be translated but it's like who's gonna do it right and there's so much work that goes into these things so um i'm not sure i know that there is a guide out there for this so you can play through it but it might be a pretty rough translation so here's another project if uh if folks hear this and they're interested in taking on a project and they want to get something up and running this could be one um i i'm guarantee that well i was i was gonna say the whole judeo-christian thing and the hell you know all the demons and stuff like that might have been the reason that it got passed on in the u.s but no i, I think it's more or less the fact that the saturn was already dead in 98 <laughs> if this was only released in 98 in japan then there's no it would have taken another six months to localize and forget it um golden age nerd asks uh there's no stupid questions uh only stupid answers anyway so he asks why didn't the saturn come with the netlink when they released it like the dreamcast very good question well um that's because the netlink was the precursor to the dreamcast's modem and technology so it took them time to it actually took them time to R&D the Netlink. It wasn't ready uh, when the Saturn launched in 94. It actually took them a couple of years. I, and I believe it ended up launching in 96, late 96. Um, and and by, by that time, and, and, you know, they were marketing it as a cheap internet. Uh, they, they basically marketed it as a cheap internet appliance, basically, or a, uh, I don't know, alternative to an expensive PC. Um, you could get a printer, at least in Japan, that, that would work with the Saturn. You could get a word processor and a keyboard. And um, in the U.S., they would bundle it just as the, the Saturn, the Netlink, the keyboard, and a little uh, PS2 mouse adapter. Or, yeah, I believe it was a... Didn't come with the... No, it came with a black... It came with an actual Netlink mouse there in the two U.S. Versions. Two had versions. One mouse and one had the uh, adapter. The, the yeah. adapter, right. And you could use that adapter for... You could also use that adapter for uh, for a keyboard. I'm thinking... Yeah, I'm thinking backwards. The adapter was the keyboard only. One came with the mouse and the keyboard. Right. The other came with the mouse and the... And the adapter. adapter. And it was a smaller package. Right, right. They actually even sold... They actually sold Saturn netlink bundles to schools for to a very select number of schools as like a cheap internet <laughs> a cheap internet uh solution back in the day so crazy crazy stuff but i mean again like the price point it was not cheap still not cheap and uh and again like it was limited what you could really do you know so that's but but the great thing is I mean like they take Burning Rangers for example take uh we'll take uh let's see I'm trying to think of a game because because for example Burning Rangers was a Sonic Team game right and they worked um they worked on a lot of stuff that um a lot of that code and stuff would be end up being used in games like Sonic Adventure and games like PSO. And so they got to mess around with Netlink and expand and kind of see what worked and everything like that. And that's kind of how it was almost like a test bed for 
uh, for learning and getting better to, so that they could include a dial-up modem with the Dreamcast hardware when the Dreamcast came out. So, um, yeah, Dreamcast did it better for sure, but it's crazy that they did it all the way back with the Saturn, right? And um, it's even crazier when you think that uh, Catapult was doing X-Band back with uh, Genesis and, and uh, SNES. And don't forget the uh, Pluto was also rumored to be an that's earlier right. version before yes. Netlink. Yes. So uh, yeah, that's it's g- good point. Good point. If the if the Pluto had been released, you'd have had a sat an all in one Saturn with a Netlink built in and a built in hard drive. And the built in hard drive, I can only imagine, would have you'd been you'd have been able to. I don't know that it would have, you know, give if you'd have been able to load saved it. I mean, the Saturn can load off of FDD, you know, can load off a of floppy disk. So it might've had a controller to actually store save data on the hard disk, but I'm thinking it may have also been able to download, um, what is it? Expansion packs, you know, stuff like the biggest thing would probably be uh, browser updates. Because one thing I remember is that the Netlink user was yeah. always having to update the browser. Every right. time you signed on, it was a real pain right yeah browser updates make a a lot of sense maybe caching websites and stuff like that um but also like when you think about like the vmus and like fantasy star online how you could actually go and download like downloadable content like the first downloadable content on the vmu and stuff and have like extra missions i imagine the idea may have been to to try to incorporate that kind of functionality i know uh um I know that uh, if 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 it was really like an open system and uh, programmers could kind of like do whatever they wanted with it, as long as they could access it, I imagine that uh, I imagine that the sky's the limit in terms of what you could have used it for. But anyway, thank you for reminding me of that. Uh, yeah, Pluto unfortunately was never released, but um, we could have had we could have had an all in one. Black Matrix. Anyway, so yeah, back back to Black Matrix. Have I missed any other? Have I missed any other questions? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think we're going Black Matrix too. I thought because we ended it, and then you talked to me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that Pat was going to join us. I know he he's just having fun at Comic Con. I thought he was going to be in like a side room or something like that, joining us over voice chat. But either way, we all hope Pat has a fun time, and we're all a little bit jealous. But not so much. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see here. So yeah, Black Matrix. It, it's it's cool. I have it on my uh, I have it on my Satiator. I've just not really given it a spin, um, mostly because of the language barrier. Um, and th- there's a lot of tactics RPGs out there to choose from. So this like gritty, dark, kind of like overtly religious thing is just not for me. But the artwork is great which is typical of a lot of Japanese RPGs. They just have really, really good artwork. And as an artist, I appreciate that. Uh, Let's see here. Moving on, we have very, very important... Well, we have two more very important articles, so I I gotta hurry up. The early version of Saturn Core releases for Mr. We've been following this for months now, and it's official. They've uh, they've released an alpha version of the Saturn Core, and Patrick has done a hell of a job doing a walkthrough video of the Alpha Core, showing you guys. I mean, if there's if there's somebody who's championed uh, 
if there's somebody who has championed the mister since day one, it's Pat. So um, check out this video on Shiro's web uh, on Shiro's YouTube channel. Um, it just he just dropped it today, and you can see basically they they put in add in support for CubeCat, and he I believe he played some Omokaze savers on there as well. Uh, there certain things are still a little janky, you know, as to be expected. I mean, remember this is like emulating hardware. This is actually emulating the hardware, all the chips. And Saturn is just a convoluted mess when it comes to that chipset. So I'm not surprised that it's still going to be... I mean, the, the PlayStation Core was just officially released, right? It, it, the, the, the full release was just recently released. Was it official? But they were in beta also, and they just released something. I'm not big on the PS scene. Well, neither am I. But maybe somebody can can confirm or deny in the comments but i believe i i saw the new oh yeah here's here's video of uh, omokaze savers the fmv is a little janky that's the thing with uh that's the thing it's still as you guys may know and i, I know trekkies can vouch for this is like saturn uses a lot of different uh compression schemes or, or uh, video video compression formats you got true motion you got cinepack and then among cinepack you got like different uh bit rates different frame rates a lot of weird stuff going on um not every game is the same i imagine that that's one of the things that the fpga that's one of the things that mister seems to have a hard time with is like the fm getting fmv 100 percent accurate um but it seems like every time there's an update it looks a little better so um as far as as far as gameplay go like straight up gameplay goes it looks legit like Saturn footage from what I'm seeing here. Yeah, for an alpha, you can do a lot with it. There are a bunch of right. games that are playable, so that's yeah. definitely progress. Exactly. So, yeah, so I'm I, I am trying to speak to the, the PlayStation Core. Let's see, Mr. Core. I, I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was the actual release. Might have been a beta. But either way, it's farther along than the Saturn version, that's for sure. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about, in general, Knight, like about emulating or FPGA emulating? Hey, the more people to play, the better. Just don't bring your elitism to anybody. That's how I feel. Vice versa, too, right? Your real hardware elitism or FPGA elitism. Yeah, just keep all elitism out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Same okay. here. Same here. I was thinking about, you know, like, so I was thinking about this earlier, kind of like one of those moments where I was like, so when MP3 players first came out and you had like the big ones, you had like the iPod or you had like the, I don't know, the, the juke box whatever the kind that could hold like gigs of of mp3s you know being a lot younger I, I thought to myself like oh this is great you know i'm gonna be able to carry my entire game library with me and and i don't care that it's not an us uh, you know a, a cassette player a cd player like I, I love the fact that it's just all my entire library and so i got heavy into mp3 players for a while 
and there are so many pros to using an mp3 player over using a cassette uh, a cassette tape player or a cd player or an, or a mini disc player and then i you know i kind of reverted and went back and got into like mini disc and got into cassette players and stuff like that because i kind of like to go back and, and use the real hardware and and get the tactile feel of it and stuff like that sometimes it's a little bit about like the the um what, what's that word like the uh ceremony of uh putting a disc in you know pressing the power button managing the memory from you know do, messing with real hardware there's a lot of ceremony to it there's a lot of nostalgia but you know i would enjoy playing on real hardware using cassette decks using mini disc decks of course and then after a few months of messing with that stuff i'd be like you know I, I remember the reasons why I upgraded to MP3 players though too, because, or using my phone or streaming, you know, because it's a lot more convenient. So the truth is there are pros and cons to both, you know, and you're absolutely right. There's no need to be elitist about either. Um, it's, it, it seriously is great to have just one box that can literally do it all. And, and, I messed uh, up, Dave. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine, Pat. I messed up. I completely lost track of time. I'm so sorry. Hey, it's okay. Welcome to the welcome to the show, Pat. How's that? How's well, the con? <laughs> That's pretty good so We're far. We're talking about you yet. right now. We were literally just oh god bagging on you. No, oh, no, I'm saying, we, we were talking about the Mister, and I was just talking about how like um I was just talking about how you and I are are similar in the fact that like we both appreciate real hardware. We appreciate ceremony and and like the just kind of like the the interaction with physical media. Um, so there's that way of appreciating playing games on a real Saturn, but then we also appreciate the convenience of having a one device that can just literally do everything, you know, or having a huge MP3 player, just full of like gigs and gigs or terabytes of, of music, you know? So it's like, yeah, there's no need to be elitist. Um, there's good things about both, you know? And so like, we're definitely happy about this, uh, this Saturn Mr. Core releasing because it's, hopefully going to make it easier for more people to play saturn exactly exactly and that's the thing that i always champion is like i think it talks in the video that it's just so it's going to be so convenient i talked about it earlier that it just adds a level of convenience where it's like okay so mm -hmm. say like you go to a con like say like we all do a comic a convention or something yep we can just put the miss we can just get the mr core for the saturn so lighting the saturn and an upscaler throw it in my bag and it's like okay cool we can do eight player Bomberman. No that's kidding. convention without having to lug a saturn and it's yeah. like hdmi as high as it could possible quality as possibly you can get out of there right it's like we and, and we can go home and play our own saturns on our actual hardware right right so it's it's the best of both worlds like why do we have to you know be elitist this way this way like this way or that way we can just play them all and have everything yeah you don't and and i mean hands down like for a kiosk or an arcade cab or something like that this is like the ultimate you'd have literally every You'd have literally every console or arcade that you wanted cycle accurate, you know, um, emulating real hardware, uh, and um, you'd be able to play any game you want. So, I mean, for an installation exactly. in a cab or something like that, it's kind of the dream situation. Uh, even even I mean, taking to a con, I'm thinking, like, take it to a hotel room, and, and it's like your friends want to play. It doesn't matter what game you want to play. It, it's, capable, it's pretty much capable of playing everything. So... Um, yeah, so definitely, I, I, you know, I'm really, I don't own a Mister, but again, I think that it's all, I think it's great to see just like 
how much better it keeps getting. And um, I was telling Knight that it seems like FMV is one of those things it's still trying to overcome just because of the Saturn using so many different standards for FMV playback. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's getting there. Finicky. Every time it, yeah, every time my video, yeah, 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 the Omakaze one looks better than it did last time. I think I, I don't actually, I don't know if we did Omakaze last time, but um, the FMV playback still has a way to go, but it looks better than the last iteration that I saw of FMV playback. I, I forget what game they were showing, but the you know, that's that's one of those things that is going to take more time, but uh. They're getting there exactly and this is like an alpha and like Tico, this is an alpha release like an alpha of an alpha like right you have to actually get a you actually have to download unstable mr core right to be able to even run this so this is like you have to temper your expectations expectations i mean i wasn't even i was able to play like one retail game for like uh -huh. m like more greater than five minutes the rest of them would just crash or just pretty right. finicky loading like the only thing that really ran 100 i could play from completion is a cube cat yeah i saw that that was that's cool i mean that they that they added uh support for homebrew stuff you know, especially kubecat um yeah that's awesome i mean what what i see though from like the bios it looks perfect uh a lot of your gameplay the before the crash looked great it looked just like real hardware um yeah you know i mean obviously for an alpha i think that this is cool i think that this is awesome um and I mean, it's only going to get better from here. So love the fact that it has all of these like aspect ra ratios, scaling options, scan lines, you name it. Exactly. It's really cool. And I really enjoyed playing with the core and I'm excited for everyone else to try it out. And it's very simple, simplified. I'm not sure. I think yeah. I might make a video later on how to set it up and right. install it because the FAQ is kind of hard to go to read, but I think I might just do like a quick video. Like, Hey guys, this is how you do it. Just need to yeah. grab this and that. But basically essentially you said download the, that unstable core, download the core, download a BIOS or drip your BIOS legally. Right. And then just get a, uh, a Ben Q file and load it on there. It should be good to go. Yeah. Now, if they do, uh, if they do uh, add in, an FPGA implementation of the Netlink uh, the Netlink modem. Uh, I imagine that we'll be able to use this online as well. You know. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they're if they're actually able to how well the peripherals will be supported on that because they're right now there's actually I didn't even think about that. A lot of games might might require the 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 RAM to be able to run some of them, and there's no option for the RAM. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's built. In. I actually did not try that when I played it, so I don't even know if the RAM is built in, but I mean, you know, there's no RAM option, none, even or even like a or less a like a expansion option, like a, uh, a MPEG card or something. I was thinking though, um, just a thought. Uh, this is something yeah. that would be much harder to do on real hardware, but it might be possible with a, with an FPGA with with the Mister specifically. Say yeah. that say that you completely forget about the Netlink altogether, right? And instead, mm -hmm. what you do is you emulate or you basically like send out so you have your input you you have your input uh you say you you plugged in a saturn controller or whatever to the to the mister right mm -hmm. it sends that input over the internet to your opponent but it routes it into their s second player controller input and then it does the same thing That'd with be interesting. like uh like if it could actually just send button presses you know over online like 
really really quickly right you could i don't know if that would work or not maybe somebody could correct me but that i was thinking like that might be a way to get around the netlink and then basically have almost every game be supported because you just be sending like you just be sending player inputs back and forth over over the internet I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that'd be that'd be good. Like sort of like Slippy or the 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 N sixty four one, where it's like it'll just send the controller inputs. I think it'd be kind of neat if they could implement it that way. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done that for the emulator of Saturn itself. But I guess they really have bigger fish to fry than they do. Yeah, try that. Yeah, I'm sure they're they're gonna get there. I I, I imagine. But anyway, it's exci- It's an exciting time to be a Saturn fan for sure. There's so much going on. Um, yeah, and I think it's gonna be one of the first consoles that that have like Netlink. Or net support, or actually no, technically that's a lie. The 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 Super Nintendo technically has a net has the uh, the net link for theirs. Okay, but I mean it's like one of the first that would be, like basic like like that's intended for net play. Okay, so I might so I'd be interested to see if they how they could implement that or if they can even implement that. But I'd be down. Yeah, I'd be down too. <laughs> you know, that uh, that now you could technically if you did have. If you did have something that you plugged into your router, like if if you had a if you had a device, maybe um, some kind of some kind of device that plugged into your router, and then that device had Saturn uh, controller jacks on it, and you plugged one into player one and one into player two, and then you plugged your controller into the device that's plugged into your router, it could send mm. data inputs back and forth to somebody else on the other side. And that might be like a hardware implementation of NetPlay. Because what I keep thinking about is, you know, e- even though we've got this new tunneling method, which is insanely cool, uh, we're still limited to yeah. like 25 games or something like that. And wouldn't it be amazing to figure out a way to open up the entire library, you know, to, to NetPlay? How would you do that, you know, is, is the thought that I'm having. And, uh, of course, uh, it yeah. leads to all these questions. But anyway, I think that it's amazing what they've done with, F- uh, with uh, Mr. And so... That's pretty rad. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see what they what comes about it and what they're gonna do with it in the future. So I'll just keep track on on the Discord for Mister. They'll have all the information for that, and you should be good to go. Yeah, and shouts, uh, props to you on on your video that you uploaded today. Folks should definitely go check that out if they're interested at all in, yeah. in the Mister project. Good job. Yeah, I put that I put that together last night. I think I finished up at like at two in the morning. I went back, went to sleep. It was like, man, I, because like I I did some event. I came home. I played it on a bit. I did the voiceover work, and yeah. I just went to bed. Are you still at the con tomorrow, or are you back home tomorrow? Um, I'm I'm here all weekend, but I'm taking the next week off. So I might do intermittent games game streams during the week. Ooh, fun. Okay, we'll great. See. Yeah, I think night and, and I I'd are like going to do to... some more video. I think Knight and I are going to test the new tunneling thing tomorrow. Um, but uh, it, it's really, really super simple. Like, uh, Sega RPG fan did a fantastic job on it. Uh, and it already looks like the 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 performance is so great. It, it's it's night and day better than than the VoIP solution. But don't sell your VoIP adapter because you can use it as a you can use it as a line voltage inducer. So you haven't completely wasted your money. <laughs> That's fair. So so do I? How do I? How would I connect my Saturn to the PC though? You literally just you literally just get like this ten ten to thirteen dollar uh, USB modem, the same one that they use for the DreamPi setup. Um, we oh, talked. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's just a voice capable USB modem. Um, I'll probably and, just rewatch the show and I'll, I'll get that because I, I missed out. So. Yeah, there you go. I'll, How's I'll the con other than that? 
How's the con? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. We're just uh, looking around, found some cool cosplays of some Sega characters. Nice. I saw. I played some Typing of the Dead a little bit earlier today. Nice ty- Typing of the Dead. You, you pick up anything? Uh, not yet. I, that's what today was for. I'm gonna look around and and pick up some stuff. Uh, I found some cool uh, ma- uh some cool uh game pa- uh play mats that I might pick up. So I'm thinking about that and. They had some Sega stuff that I'll look around at, so I'm, I'm, sh- I'm still thinking about it. Nice. Nice. Cool. Well, uh, you going to stick around with us, or do you need to hop off? No, I'll stick around with you guys. All right, awesome. Okay, well, we only have the one more. So, yeah, again, Mr. Alpha, Saturn Alpha, go check it out. Get it if you have a Mr. and uh, enjoy. And then... Uh, you are, don't have are, a Mr. Get a Mr. and get the core. Are they like are they taking feedback from from users? Um I think basically SRG basically just works on his own. Okay. And uh and but like I, I invite a bunch of the, the developers to the Discord just to keep track and uh, see if they need in, any input or help that could be passed along. Cool. Yeah. So I'll figure that out. Excellent. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, next on the docket, next on the docket, and last, I guess, before we just kind of fly by the seat yeah. of our pants, here is the a new Fenrir update. Shouts to who, let's see, Danthrax again. Thanks, Dan, for your contributions. Random <laughs> right read articles. Another article uh, is a new Fenrir update. One point five point five improves game loading speed and supports the Brazilian tech toy Saturn units. Fenrir creator said released. A new firmware update for the optical drive emulator Wednesday version 1.5.5 improves the speed of loading games, introduces minor fixes and adds support for the next hardware revision. It also adds support for Brazilian tech toy manufacturer Saturns to the 21 pin Finrear models, model, models, as well as improved 21 pin detection You can download the latest version from the Finrear website. Uh, let's see. This is the first Fenrir update in more than five weeks since mid-April when version 1.5.4 made minor fixes and debuted a new loading screen. Fenrir is a no-solder optical drive emulator that replaces Saturn's CD drive and runs games off of microSD. It supports games in CCD image and QISO for single files and BinQ for multiple file formats. That's yeah. crazy that the, that the satiator still hasn't implemented a CCD image sub implementation. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I mean, obviously, this I know that the sub is not used, but I know that that format is widely used by so many people. And and again, it would be great if he did. He promised that he would. He said he would get around to it. Because um, I feel like a lot of people who might have had a Rhea or a Phoebe, yeah, you know they might have wait, been waiting for something like Satiator, and then it's like if they migrate to Satiator, like you did, you had to like redo your entire your entire library for that. Yeah, luckily I think Knight came out with a tool that transfers CCD image subs to BenQs. So right, Knight's the king. You might be able to use that. I don't know if that's public though. Uh oh, yeah, I don't know. Was that Patcher public Knight that converter? Yeah, that was public. Yeah, it was public on Sega Extreme, right? Okay. Yeah, I think, no, I, no. I think I linked in the video. It's in the Discord. It, I didn't post it anywhere because it was like a one-off quick program for Pat. But maybe at some point I'll. You should add it. it. You should add it to your to your listings on Sega Extreme, like the projects under Sega Extreme, so folks can get it there. I mean, because honestly, that's it's more. I can think of more than one person who might use something like that. Anyway. 
Yeah, but but yeah, um, yeah. My thing, my question is, what, what does he mean by the tech toy? Like, how what what tech toy is right. it supporting? Well, so um, you know, Tech Toy was the publisher and manufacturer of Saturns in Brazil because of their because their import uh, and tariff Thanks. laws and stuff like that. So yeah, that was their workaround, I guess. Is is that uh, going all the way back to the Master System? You know, uh, they were able to basically manufacture everything there on their soil. You know, now obviously they're they're using they're they're using their blueprints they're using all their you know all their stuff but they're they're manufacturing it there on their soil and then publishing it or or you know distributing it and um it, it it's able to you know that's how that's how Brazilians have been able to get into Sega stuff so much because it's been so much more supportive than like Nintendo for example you know how Nintendo is like so close to the chest with stuff like that you know they want to do everything themselves they weren't willing to kind of work with uh work with Brazil uh like that so instead you just have like a bunch of uh counterfeit operations basically making clone Nintendo consoles you know and selling them uh whereas you could actually go out and buy a legitimate Sega console you know uh made by Tectoy so but because they are a little different, you know, that I imagine there are some uh, minor, you know, there are probably some minor hardware differences and whatnot. So apparently... I see. So there might be, there might be issues trying to run it. That makes sense. Yeah. But the but... thing with the Tech Boy ones was <clears throat> they just imported U.S. and Japanese consoles, but they modified it to, like, change the BIOS regions and stuff like that. And because of those little changes, it caused problems for uh, said. Is that what it was? I wasn't. I I thought they had their own manufacturing plant. That's not the maybe, case. Maybe for the Genesis, but no, for the uh, Saturn, they just imported it. it. The, the black U.S. and the white Japanese one, I believe, they just imported and modified. They just imported, huh? See, I thought I I. Uh, so I learned something new today because I didn't think that they could import those. I thought that there was some kind of law against that. So um, no, that, that's you're thinking about Korea. They have they have to manuf they have to be manuf or sold by another company. Right. Uh, Brazil. The thing is that it's just so ungodly expensive to do that ah. that they have it a lot localized. But yeah, Korea, you have to sell through another company because uh, at that point in time, Japan was forbidden to sell in Korea. I think right. There's a weird law of it. It goes back to it's, it's a whole history lesson that right. I don't think we have time in the rest of the show for. <laughs> exactly, and I don't even get me started on China, like with their IQ, like their 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 weird, uh, somewhat license officially licensed consoles. You know, it's crazy yeah. that that stuff even exists. But uh, yeah, so you know, shouts to Set and, and Fenrir. Uh, it keeps getting better. Shouts out. Yep. Oh, get improved game loading speed is is a huge one. You know, so. That's awesome. I often yeah, we get a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you what know. You Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, like that. That can be so for Satiator. I don't think that there is any. I don't think there's any benefit in terms of loading speed. You know, like uh, it it Fenrir. Sorry, not Fenrir. Uh, Satiator. You know, so it ties into the CD block, right? And it literally is limited by the original CD drive read, read speed. I don't, so, you know, the only benefit is that you don't have to deal with like scratch discs or anything like that. So if you have a really old CD laser, 
it would probably read even slower, you know? But you can't expect any kind of improved speed with Satiator over, like, what factory would have been, right? But, um, yeah. but I know that with mode, I know that with the mode, that is one of the benefits is it is able to do kind of like a fast loading thing, uh, either, you know, for better or worse. I know um, some folks, it might cause other problems, um, especially like dealing with homebrew. But I know that that's one of the things that it can do. And so, you know, if, if Fenrir is able to do faster loading, then that's one more, add one more thing to the pile uh, for Fenrir. Yeah, and I'm really excited with how far Fenrir has come since we first talked about it yeah, no kidding. years ago. Yeah, it's 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 honestly it's up there. Honestly, if I had to recommend OD, it probably is gonna have to be Fenrir. Yeah, no, yeah, for I mean, sure. You can actually get it, and it's really really good. Right, right, uh, and and that yeah, that's I, I mean, I feel I feel like we've had this conversation before. I feel pretty comfortable having both of us having owned a satiator you know of course we bought a satiator day one because we do shiro and we have to report on this kind of stuff and of course we have other members in the community that have fenrir so we're pretty uh, familiar with what it's capable of but if i had it to do today like and i had to pull the trigger on an ode today i'd be getting a fenrir for sure um because it just you know it's a super powerful fpga and it's uh or is it FPGA or just system on a chip? The espresso? I think I think it might be FPGA. I'm not 100 percent sure though. We'd have to check anyway, to be it, sure. It's super powerful. <laughs> like it's way overpowered for what for what it's doing, you know. So it has like plenty of extra horsepower. For um there's a lot of uh there's a lot of like uh endless potential. And then if if he can just manage a hardware revision where he can get the the switch that you know you can purchase right now from McWill, or not, is it McWill or no? It's Will's console mods. So you yeah. can you can currently purchase a switch in addition, a toggle switch in addition to the Fenrir that'll make it basically you know you have your disc and then you also have your Fenrir. Any other Fenrir, yeah. Now if you have we the get, best of worlds. if we see a hardware revision in the next year or so where it combines everything into one then I literally think that it's like the killer one-stop device, you know, for everyone. No, exactly. I, I could tell you he has been toying with the idea because I've been picking on him with it. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. See, yeah, that's one thing I want. And, like, I was showing him pictures of where I was laying my own personal modification for what I'm doing with my 21 pen. Yeah. So he has the idea in his head. Have you, you that. Knight, have you successfully loaded games off of over wi-fi or implemented no, I have that not yet you have not yet is that just a laziness thing or yes, <laughs> have you actually no, okay just pure laziness you, you just haven't haven't gotten around to it okay because i would because yeah the, the games have to be in chd format and ah, i'm just too lazy to convert i gotcha okay see i didn't know that i didn't know you actually had to have them in a special format to do that um and is that boot or just in general to put on the front rear just for the netboot part that he has out for beta. Okay, but okay. if say you're coding some homebrew or something like that, and you're trying to send it to the uh, the Fenrir, and you just want to send it to the SD card over Wi-Fi, can you do that? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah, because that be, they make the world they make it make it so much easier to. It's like okay, I want to put new games or take games off. Okay, just copy and paste it like a Seriously. like a NAS, and it's like cool. Right. That way, I don't have to keep unplugging, play it in. It's like okay, throw it on there and just keep it in there. You know, set it and forget it. Yeah, yeah. But it'll come in time. I'm ex- I'm excited for 
it and once it does i think i might pull the trigger on, on one myself i mean like when we started this podcast none of this shit existed <laughs> and we nope. were all sitting around like wouldn't it be great you know if and then here it is you know so it's it's only been like four or five years <laughs> so still, you know that's that's still a crazy amount of time the for limit time to evolve though oh yeah for sure it's just crazy yeah and it's, it just keeps growing and growing soon we'll be able to take over the world that is correct honestly, are... yeah yeah honestly i don't know how it feel once we reach the top the top top it's like once we get a perfect mr core we have this net this web loading i don't know how much further we can go with it you know what i mean i mean hypothetically how much further yeah. can we go uh i don't know I, yeah, because yeah, like <laughs> the only the, the craziest leap at that point would be would be online play through Ethernet via the Saturn. I think right. that'd be the craziest leap where it's like that's unimaginable. Like there's no like I don't think we could push the system to, to its limits any further once we hit that right that 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 aspect. Yeah. Uh, right, but I gotta jump off. You gotta jump off. Okay. So, thanks for joining me, Knight. It's always a pleasure. So yeah. um, Knight's got to go, but. Uh, Shadowmask just mentioned, uh, yeah, something like a Saturn controller to USB dongle and run it through the Pi. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, if we could just send controller inputs over the network really, really quickly, and it's just controller inputs, right? So that's like pretty simple data. Um, yeah, you essentially have, have like a matchmaking stuff. <sighs> true, true, because yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't work because all that that assumes you're using one copy of the game and one console. Yeah, see, I don't know. Uh, you'd have, you'd yeah, have well, to be like streaming. I mean, the, you'd have to be like streaming the 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 display to to the person who's playing against you. I don't know. It's it's yeah, get, it gets yeah, so convoluted. If it's out of sync, yeah, if it's out of sync, it'd be like, okay, why are you exit? Why are you in my BIOS deleting all my files? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. So, so see, we're, the only reason we're talking about this, anyway, is because um, what we what we really need is a way to like decompile these games and be able to write in net netlink code, right? You know, <laughs> or like Tizen support. I still think you know. I still think that the idea for you know Tizen link up play uh, and sending that out over the internet is also very feasible, you know, and, and, and again, you could get really, really good speed with that. Um, but it's just a matter of figuring out how to hook that support in for, for games, you know, and, uh, I don't yeah, think it's a it trivial thing like at a, all. It, all it would be, yeah, all it would be is just a giant, a, a giant, like Tyson cable extension extension when you break it down to its basics. Right. Uh, but again, that's, it's so much easier said than done. It's like, uh, exactly. I, there's we somebody saying, out, uh, yeah. there's somebody out there who's smart enough to make it happen, but they're probably not a Saturn fan <laughs> or, yeah. or they've just, uh, they're just allocating their time in other ways. But, uh, but I have never to say, say never, maybe, you know, something yeah. might come around. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, you know, Sega RPG fan finally just was like, that's it. I'm tired of waiting for somebody else to write this tunneler. I'm just going to write it myself. And he did it. Fair. And it really didn't even take him that long. And I mean, like, he's got a ways to go. I'm sure he's just going to continue improving it because dude's kind of like a perfectionist. But, uh, <laughs> but even in its, iter in its current iteration, it works amazing. And, like, Dan Retrospectors is like, wow, this is, like, 
so much better than the than the VoIP solution we've been using. Like that's a joke. You should definitely check out definitely check out the article and those playback videos because when you see virtual on running smooth as butter, you're gonna be excited for it for sure. I'm just excited that we don't have to fin finick with that adapter anymore. We just need to sideload it, and that's it. Guess what? No, no, no lie. Like I set up my whole thing in like 10 to 15 minutes, and Python is like super easy to use. Um, just do a little nice. script. You just do a little script. I put a little, uh, a, I put a little uh, shortcut on my desktop that just basically just runs the initial script that gets it going, and it just gives you a console that is like listening for the the dial-up connection and you can see it, mm -hmm. it it's super simple it, it, no messing around with the router or any of that bs that's yes. amazing so it's like all you have to do is look, just look, wait for the console to pop up and you you down that's crazy download python 2.7 okay you install mm -hmm. that and and add it to your path your system path right you know um yeah. download and install also very easy uh pi serial which is the module that you need for it okay and then yeah. uh, he tell you download his little Python scripts that he put on his GitHub, put those in your scripts folder or whatever, and then you just run those scripts with your USB modem plugged in. And you have to just tell you just have to put in the the command prompt what COM port your modem is plugged into. So like mine's COM port four. Um, you just yeah just type in that command. And it brings up the console and it does all like the initialization of the telecom stuff, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And then it's just listening for the call. And I did like a, I did like a little uh, trial dial on the Netlink and it, it came up with the number. It said like heard, you know, uh, it, like the following IP address that I did. So he already patched all the games, all the games that we had before that were, mm -hmm. that were patched, expand patched were also tunnel. were also patched in advance uh, for this tunneling solution to work. So it's like, if you so already, don't even need the, you don't even need to download new games. If you already downloaded the ones that, that Joe patched, then you already have games that are going to work with the tunneling solution. So yeah. I'm psyched. I can't wait to uh, try that out. I see you get that little adapter. I'll be good to go. Yeah, I'll send you a link. I got mine Sounds from New good. Jersey. I got from mine from uh, your uh, from your hometown, your original hometown. New, New Brunswick. New Brunswick. No, New Jersey. Um, oh, it's New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, can't, and uh, and it was like twelve bucks free shipping. So fair enough. That sounds like that sounds like a price worth paying. Yeah, just don't sell your don't sell your VoIP adapter if you don't have a line voltage inducer because you can use it. Um, that works. Cool. Well, um, I don't know. Let's see. I guess uh, we really need to wrap this up because yeah, it's I'm like, not, uh, I'm honestly not doing a game stream tonight unless unless you really unless I like get like a bunch of jank together to be able to connect to it, which I don't think I'll be able to do in time. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't think so. I you know. I, I would, but again, like it's movie night and I got the kids. I need to go pick them up. So um, maybe one of these days I'll get it together and I'll be able to do like a stream, but um, we'll figure it out. But yeah, I'm going to be taking pictures periodically at the convention. I'll post it in the discord. Yeah. So if you guys want to see that, what I see, the cool cosplays and stuff, I'll mm -hmm. just post it in there. So you guys can follow along and be like, yo, this cosplay is good or this cosplay is bad or whatever. But honestly, mm -hmm. they're all really impressive here. I love everyone's cosplay so i haven't heard it seen that yet nice i saw that sonic 
He's a little janky. Yeah. But <laughs> the thing is that I thought I thought it was a parody. You know that, that parody? It's like the Harry Potter Obama yes. Sonic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what it was supposed to be, and I asked him about it. He's like, oh, it's just Sonic. So I felt really bad because I thought it was like the parody thing. Oh, God. Did you actually say, like, is this a parody? <laughs> no, no. I, I asked him, oh, is this the, the, the Harry Potter Obama thing? He's like, oh, no, it's just Sonic. Like, oh, okay. Right, right. So I felt really bad. Well, I do. Yeah. I, I want to take the time before we leave. I want to take the time to thank our Patreon supporters. We actually have some new ones. Um, since I believe last time we announced Normal Guy was a was a new patron. Um, we also have yeah. Riff Mason, Ashton Johnson, and Dine One Five Three. So thank you guys for contributing. Shouts out. Thank you for your uh, financial support, and please come uh, join the family in our Discord and have fun. We love to hang out and do uh, Saturn discussion and all sorts of stuff. So, um, and then and, of course, and, and posting dumb stuff, and posting dumb stuff. That's true. Yeah. Um, I also want to hold on a second. Shout out our premium uh, Discord, which I had it, but then it failed me. So here we go. Okay, like to shout our top tier supporters, which are. Ashton Johnson, also one of our new supporters. Uh, Normal Guy, King Gidra, Robert Ramsey, Nutrageous, Blue Moon 95, Tanuki Trev, Johannes Fetz, Derek Pasquarella, aka A Team, Mamdu, my Mamdu, Memphis. Just Memphis, yeah, Memphis. Memphis, Emerald Nova, and of course, Young Money Swee. Thank you guys Sweet. for supporting us at the top tier. We really, really appreciate what you do we really appreciate your support because um we literally use it for uh the different various we are not rich <laughs> we are we do not speak for yourself dave <laughs> well okay fine yeah pat's rich but he he keeps that shit to himself <laughs> no, i'm just kidding he bought you know pat blows all of his money on on very expensive vinyl so uh we still need yeah, your support I'm pretty dumb. <laughs> no you're you're great um like i say i always say if i live vicariously um Honestly, honestly, wish I could spend that kind of money on on awesome vinyl, but I'm glad that somebody can. Um, but yeah, no, we're really, really appreciative of your guys' support. And if you cannot support us financially, that's okay. We still appreciate you. We still want you to be a part of our community. And what you can do is you can help share our show. You can you can share it with your friends, your family, anybody you think might be interested in video games or like Saturn. Uh, we appreciate that. You can share our streams that helps get it out there. And, and, uh, you can comment on the streams. You can give a thumbs up. All of that stuff helps well, the algorithm. Down if you want thumbs down, whatever, whatever you're feeling. And, uh, you can also go to our Threadless store. Um, I'll bring that up here. Let's see here. So you can go to our thread. Good shirts on there. You can go to our Threadless, which is store. Okay. And you can pick up something like this. You can see I'm wearing the uh, the Shiro podcast shirt, or you can pick up something like uh, this white, beautiful white pad. Yeah, get, yeah, get the pad or get the. Uh, I think my first is the TV, the CRT one. Yeah, you like the TV. I'm all about the CRT game. Even or you can I'm get, not, but you know, or you can get Pat and I. You can get our faces on here, thanks to AM25. I didn't get this shirt because I, I, I'm not like, I don't have a big enough ego to wear a picture of myself on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, 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 I probably wants to get it, but probably yes. would feel weird having a picture of myself on a shirt when I, I'm on, wearing myself. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I, 
I I want it just because I think the artwork is sweet, you know, and I think he did a really good job on it. Uh, it's uh, it yeah, so it's a really awesome design, and uh, you know, so th- shouts to AM twenty five. I would get it if it wasn't like me wearing a picture of myself. That just feels a little too. I don't know, but, um, on but the nose. so somebody else can do it, you know, somebody else can wear it if, if they want. But in the meantime, you know, we've got these, we got like this kind of like blue tinted, it's like the grayish Saturn right there. Um, it's kind of, uh, kind of like a stone blue, um, just different, different stuff, different looks for folks. Uh, we've got, of course the revolt or I don't know, Viva la revolution, Saturn revolution smacking uh the hand through the through the paper or whatever that is um with the t with the controller yeah so we got a lot of good stuff lo- lo- lots of good shirts hopefully we'll we'll keep adding to it i need to make more designs but you know it's only to- so much time uh also we've got a magazine if you guys didn't know and you guys can read it it's free uh we are working on sourcing good reasonable publishing for a physical and you guys will know about it. You don't have to keep asking because you'll know when when it's available. You will know. Yeah, we'll we'll push it out. We'll we'll make sure that you know. We'll make sure that yeah. everyone knows. And don't worry. Honestly, like yeah. I don't think it will. I don't think it'll be like limited availability. I think I think there will probably be enough to go around for everyone. Um, yeah, and if there isn't, we'll do a reprint. You know what it Wait, is. The too, there. We'll you know what it is too. Like, it's like it's it's funny. Like uh, uh, so when when we. I was in a band, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. I think I told you about this. Like, we had an option to do vinyl records, right? And we ordered from yeah. a we ordered from a company called Furnace. They were on the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. And we had to have it delivered freight because of how heavy it was, right? And it was like we were given this choice, like to to order like a thousand of them, I think, or like mm-hmm. five thousand. And the deal for five thousand was so much less. And Adam was like. Uh, you know, it's just, we could save so much money if we ordered 5,000, but it was still like a lot of money. Right. So it's like, we put it on credit cards or whatever, you know, and now we've got like all these vinyl, all these extra vinyl that we weren't able to sell. Right. Uh, we could have just ordered a thousand and we probably would have been good. Like, yeah, we would have paid a little bit more, but we'd have been good. Right. And that's the way it is with the magazine. I feel like it's like, if we get a hundred, it's it's really expensive right because each issue costs more to print um but yeah, if we, we don't want to order 500 and we don't want like both of us like having like stacks stacks of these magazines for the, yeah. i think dave's wife would kill him if he if it turns out that he he's like oh good another stack of stuff that didn't sell my favorite right so you know it's like we need the we need to we need to of course be able to fund it with our shiro funds you know um but at the same time, it's like uh, we can't go we can't go seriously into debt trying to like order so many that it actually makes the production cost low. So it's it's a sticky situation, and I mean I guess that comes with the territory of being like an independent venue. We're not like an actual magazine, you know, so we don't have any kind of printing and distribution deals. But you know, that's why it's yeah, we'll, a magazine we'll, we'll by fans yeah. for fans. <laughs> exactly but i mean like i said you'll be the first snow patreon yeah. sort of pours of course will be the will be first first grabs at it mm-hmm. and in the meantime i'm so, kind of looking for i'm looking for like a holiday discount deal because <laughs> i think that that's going to be our best bet you know getting in on a promo uh so that we can bring the cost down by a few hundred dollars that, that's going to yeah. make it the, that's probably going to be our best bet 
Yeah, but we'll we'll let you all know once we get, we get them ordered. We'll give a warning, like, hey, get a week notice. So it'll drop for Patreon. So if you want to back us to get the magazine early or be the first to get it, absolutely. But yeah, but yeah, yeah um, yeah, that's about it, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Until next time, uh, we're just reminding you that you must play Sega Saturn and go, uh, you know, tell your friends about uh, all this new cool news that you learned about this week. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on in the Saturn community, and uh, Shiro is your one-stop uh, shop, I guess, community where you can find out all about all of it and just stay plugged in and stay tuned for all the goodness that is Sega Saturn. So until next time, this is Saturn Dave and Trainoco reminding you to play your Sega Saturn and peace out. Play your Sega Saturn. Peace. A town down.